You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Punters and dribblers, the wait is over. The home of unqualified opinions. The home of unqualified opinions, sorry, too many... uh, (laughs) What did I say? Unqualified uh, unqualified opinions? Oh, something like that. Shocking start to 2020. Absolute calamity, but we're back. Would it have started any other way? Probably not. Probably a good way to kick it off. Uh, Joined, as always... By my dear friend, the king of the holiday. Been gone for a good six to nine weeks uh, all over this country. Mm. Young Edward Simpson, how are you? I'm well, mate. You know I like my holidays. I like to unwind, decompress. Yes. Uh, 2019, obviously, we were atop the heap fighting off, you know, wannabes for 12 months. Yes. That takes a toll emotionally, physically, spiritually. So I've gone away and I've reset yep. and I've come back better than ever. How have you got a, have you got a haircut penciled in this week? Uh, I haven't penciled one in, but if you're telling me I need one, then maybe. I'm not saying you just, you abs- you need one necessarily. People, I find that in my life that if I need a haircut, I'm often told, told. to go and get one t- by all walks of life. <laughs> like, not necessarily my family members or my girlfriend or close friends, but but random Randoms start can to tell you. yeah yeah. I think it's because usually you like to keep a pretty tight salad. And well, I do need stage- to, I do need to keep it tight because, as some listeners will know, most will not. My hair is actually much like steel wool. That's where. So that's why I'm noticing. My fear it. is if it gets too long, then I'll be bundled away and used in some bloody to wash ghastly wash house. So, like right now, what it looks like to me is mm. it's obviously got a thick curly base, a yes. fro, yes, and then the sort of ends of it look like when a dish, a dish cloth or like a, yeah. a, some sort of steel it's frayed. Has, has been used too much yes. and it's time for the bin. Like an overused toothbrush. Yes, exactly. Where shit's everywhere. Yeah. It's chaotic. Yes. I really would just like to take a, a, a beard trimmer to the top of it. Just the top. Like I just want to knock off a couple of inches off the top of the hair. Look, fair point. I'll take it on board. But if you think I'm penciling in a haircut day one back at work, <laughs> no. Nah. I've got, I had a, we had a great weekend, big weekend. Monday was tough. It was the first day back in like three weeks. I bounced myself out on Saturday. I knew you did. Into Sunday, which is we were going to do the podcast. We the podcast and I was Sunday. like, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> and just see <laughs> if I can get away yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with slipping one through the keyboard. Now, I saw photos <laughs> and videos of where you were at. And I was like, you know what? This looks like. Mm. This is gonna. What Eddie's doing is gonna turn into a good time. I'm gonna allow that to. to I appreciate that. I appreciate that because I had to go out with a bang from the holidays. That is. Yes. So Monday was tough, but I'm here and I'm ready to rip in. I've missed you. I've missed you too. I've missed I've our missed dribbles. It's been. It's I've been a, a long time between dribbles. I've missed them terribly. The punter and the dribbler, very desperate, sending us in messages of uh, you know pleading. When the fuck are you back? Mm. We're back now. It's official. Yeah, yeah. Lots of pleading. Lots of pleading. It's been a little bit sad, but also when you. Dep- Deprive someone of something mm. that they're addicted to. Much like food or water. Well, but also like an addict. If you're addicted to dribbling yarn and yeah. it's taken away from you. Have you yeah. ever heard of those studies where they like give mice cocaine and then yeah. they take the cocaine away and they basically die within weeks? Because they, well, also equally, they'll choose cocaine over food and water. Yes. Much like some of our listeners will choose dribble. Dribble and yarn over food, food and water. water. Yeah. If faced with the challenge. Yes. And that makes sense. Uh, I have, Eddie... Still not had my child, still waiting, but I am in between jobs. Yes. So I finished up my last job, but I, this is leading me into 
where I currently am right now, which is just trying to keep the lights on. Yeah. So food on table, food stuff. on table stuff, you know, a roof over my unborn child's head. So as I'm looking for, you know, I've be, I've worked in radio and podcasts and media for like the last five or six years. So I'm looking in that field. But unfortunately, Eddie, Christmas, funnily enough, not a great time to find work. Weird. It's weird, right? Really weird. I would have thought real good time to find work. Well, I would have thought people are in a happy mood, sharing is caring, share the love. You know uh, if you're a boss, there's nothing quite like providing someone a job. That's it. Such is the season. Unfortunately, no. So just coming into the new year, uh, as I said, lights on, food on table stuff. Started labouring, <laughs> which I've done intermittently over the years, Eddie. You uh, wouldn't have laboured for a while. Intermittently over the years <laughs> is the best way to put it. <laughs> but it's easy work, right? In terms of... I don't have to. Depends eat. what you're doing, man. Well, no, no, no. Not literally easy. It's easy in the sense of like, fuck it. I'll just go labor for a couple of weeks. You can get work. You can get work. There's always shit to be done on job sites, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I've rolled into this job site uh, last Thursday, Dior. Um, had to go and get all the new shit, right? Like, Where were you? Where are you? I was on a job site in Bellevue Hill, so okay. not that bad. A yeah. mansion. Yep. Um, but I had to go and get like new boots, fucking new like high vis gear and shit. I look like a new kid starting school, and I was like, "Fuck!" When you see new work boots, there is no more. Did you have to get high vis shit even for Resi? Yeah, well, you just got to have it because I don't know. You don't know where you're gonna go. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I was gonna say you would have looked very out of place wearing high vis on a residential site. I did. Size. I did. And brand new boots. <laughs> And so I rock up at like seven in the morning. I'm like, hey, man, here, I'm here to And the guy's like, uh, new boots, mate. And I'm like, fuck. First thing he's noticed is fucking my new boots. And I've just tried to like break Why didn't you try and scuff them up the night before? Because I Get some steel wool and because get to Because then I felt like that's a more, that makes you more of a loser. Yeah, it does. Because you're too you worried about, like, <laughs> I'm just going to wear this yeah, yeah. new school. You know, it's a bit of an alpha environment, the job site. So you just got to take your licks when you get them. And mine, unfortunately, was the second I walked on the job site. Sure. Um, and then, again, unskilled labourer, to say the least. Like, unskilled. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, roof over baby's head. So the, the dude's like, mate, you know how to jackhammer? I'm like, yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, just grab those and we'll get you down to the bloody, uh, like, the, 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 the bathroom or whatever the fuck it was. We just get you to get to work, hey? I'm like, yeah, cool. All right, sweet. Jack Hammering, right. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go. Get down there and he just sort of, like, takes me into the place and he's in the, the bathroom and he's like... All right, mate, so just sort of, you know, safety proof all this sort of shit, and then uh, just get to work. And I'm like, fuck, okay, uh, let's do this. And so he just walks off, and I've just like, you know, I've safety proofed everything, like the glass I can break and shit. And then mm. I'm like, I don't know how to eat. I've never touched a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to quickly get my phone out and just go, what brand of jackhammer is this? Go to YouTube, and it's like how to set up jackhammer whatever the fuck it is and i've got this video like this three minute video of how to set it up and then i'm like all right sweet that's how to set up boom let's go and then i'm trying to start i'm like shit get back to the video quick oh this is how you turn it on this is how you do this there and then i'm like all right i now know how to jackhammer he would have been like why can't i hear the jackhammer why can't i yeah well this all bro he wouldn't have been thinking that because my i took two and a half minutes okay yeah 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 you rolled it out quick 
Dude, I had to. Yeah. I was in a situation where I'm like, I've told this man I can jackhammer. I need to jackhammer out a floor in this bathroom. <laughs> and with every second that he can't hear a jackhammer. Yeah, it's getting close for him walking back in here. <laughs> He's going, what are you doing? Day one, you got new boots and I can't hear a fucking jackhammer. I've, I've caught you watching a YouTube video <laughs> about a jackhammer. So thank fuck he didn't come in and I've just I've worked it out and I've just started jackhammering. And now, three days later, on a job site, I could teach any man on the planet how to jackhammer. I did fuck up one pipe, but that was it. Yeah. So you can't, you're you pretty happy with yourself. Mate, look at these hands. These are jackhammer hands. Now, they don't look that bad. No, they don't look bad at below all. Below the skin, though, they tell a different story <laughs> because three days of jackhammering, when you've got sort of, you know, soft, weak, like soft boy hands. Were you wearing gloves? Yes. I bought gloves. <laughs> I, had a, I bought myself a fucking hard hat. Did you? <laughs> I didn't wear the you hard didn't hat. Take it, did no, you? I didn't wear it. I had it in my bag, which I think they probably saw once or twice as I was trying to hide it in my bag. So I didn't really know the side I was going to. So I just bought the hard hat and then got there, and so it wasn't really that sort of scene. But I was in high vis on a fucking residential oh side. Oh my for god. That would have been like, mate. This guy's a gimp. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a loser and in your boots. <laughs> so the summer of sport, though, Tom. Huge Is that where we arrived sport. to? I think that's where we've arrived to. <clears throat> I wouldn't say a huge summer of sport. Well, we predicted this was going to be a shit summer of. It was. It's cricket. been. It was been. It's been an entertaining-ish summer of cricket. Like it wasn't competitive, but it's still good to see us thrash people. Yeah. Look, there's nothing wrong with absolutely beating the shit out of oppositions, particularly if. The last vote was New Zealand. Because, I mean, they take such joy out of pumping us. Yeah, but the, the, the problem with the New Zealand-Australia test series that didn't get me wet in terms of the shellacking we gave them was that, like, I get satisfied if we pump New Zealand in sports they're good at. Now, yeah, you could say they were ranked number two in the world, but, like, were they really? No one believes that. No one believed they were number two in the world. We were always going to beat the shit out of them, and we did. And so it was like, well, I enjoy. I would enjoy beating many other fucking cricket nations than New Zealand. Like who? There's South India, Africa. England, There's South Africa. Africa who don't play the With test we were talking no, about. No, so they're out. It's India and England. But I'm just talking about teams. But you I'm enjoy saying, beating. yeah. But I'm just saying after that, because you got to take every four years, every what. Two, two out of every four years have got to be someone's shit. Yes. It and was nice. In the New Year's test and the Boxing Day test. So I think what I'm trying to say is I think New Zealand should have been put into the routine or the roster. Rotation. The rotation long time ago. Yes, I agree with you. Big there. crowds at Boxing Day. Yeah. An old foe. Remember, I think we even messaged each other. The first test against them was at the Wacker, I believe. Yeah. And it was like the crowds were up and about and – the first session, I think, or the first, like, you know, before... I mean, I think it was almost... The start of every test was kind of competitive and then it sort of would just fall by the way, so we'd dominate. But, like, when it was the first one at the Wacker, it was like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. The, you know, Kiwis, Aussies. Wagner was a fucking beast. I yeah. tell you what, I enjoyed watching Wagner. Wagner was almost Australian in the way he played. Tough, uncompromising, mm. Ryan Harris-like. Yeah. Yeah, it had a bit of rhino about him. Had some rhino. Lionhearted was yeah, Wagner. Yeah, I liked that. Now, I would go along with that. I, this is a Dior for the punter and the dribbler, but I am almost 100% certain that I heard someone say that Wagner is the son of a potato farmer. No way. I swear to God. Who'd you hear that off? Off the broadcast. 
Off the broadcast. I think I heard it on the broadcast. That's more, cro- that's more, what, far more cred than a dribble. Well, I know, but I'm just trying to remember. I just, I, I heard it and I was like, did they just say that Wagner is the son of a fucking potato farmer? Oh, how could you have misheard it? Look, Did you hear Wagner and Potato Farmer? Yes. So either he's a potato farmer or he's got Potato Farmer in his lineage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is what you want to hear. Well, it's one or the other, and yeah. they're both pretty impressive. They are. Now, if he is a part-time potato farmer in his downtime, I'm impressed. Well, I think New Zealand cricketers have to have another job. Well, they're, yeah, they're semi-pro, they, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think they get paid. They'd be like Kane Williamson and get the big bickies, but otherwise... You've got to be farming potatoes. Do your own research, punters, dribblers. Neil Wagner, son of a potato farmer. Um, Smudge, it was the summer of Smudge losing his hands. Never really found him. Didn't really find them, which was upsetting. Yeah. Because I would have liked him to have found his hands. But it was the rise of Labashane, which is obviously an incredible... He's now in the top four batsmen in the world. Yeah, he, he is. He's 120 this time, in la- this time last year. Now, we went out for dinner on Saturdays, you know, a couple of boys there that liked their cricket. There was some there was some narrative being thrown around that Labashain now can be argued who is the best batsman in Australia. Like, they think it's now an argument that you can make. No, and I was can't. like, that's, that's... That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Who can you... Can we name and show? Yeah, Ben Porter. Of course. Friend Benny of the show. Porter. Love Benny Porter. Love him Shout too. Shout out to Benny Porter. But he was saying, I reckon you can make an argument. Not to say that he thinks that he is. Reckons you can make an argument. Based on this summer, I don't think that. No, I don't think because so. Because I don't think you can make the argument against someone who literally single-handedly won the Ashes yeah, for us. But also, in fairness to Steve Smith, who single-handedly won us the Ashes in swinging conditions yeah. over in England, yeah, yeah. scoring tons of consequences. Labuschagne just beat the piss out of a very weak New Zealand team. He didn't get an Ashes ton, Labuschagne. Didn't get an Ashes ton. He got some some big some scores nice against 50s. some 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 fucking minnows. Let's call them what they are. They're, they're part-timers. They're part-timers. And... In the context of world cricket, they are in the second division, realistically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're two, tier two nations. There's there's four tier one nations, and then the rest are tier two. Yes. And that's just a fact. That's just the way it goes. And if you want to put like Afghanistan and shit in there, tier three. Now, they're competing for tier two glory, make no mistake, yeah. but tier two it is. Tier two it is. So to try and say that Labuschagne, now listen, absolutely glorious performances from Marnie. From Ken Bat, big fan of his work. Love it. Love him. Think that he has all the hallmarks of a future test skip. We and said that, and it's already started. We said it first. I right? know, of course we did. And then, have, you, have did. you have you heard? Yes, I have. Of course, I have. That Ricky Ponting. But, now but I'm not it. surprised by this stuff anymore, mate. No. I'm not surprised by it anymore. No. We say things, and and things happen. People pick up on it. It's just, it just, it's, it is what it is, mate. Yeah, that's true. It happens all the time. All the time. There's another segment further into the show where, it, again, we we're backing up what we spit out. Yeah. Well, the the people the are. The people are now. I'm not anti-Labashain, far from it. All I'm saying I'm is... I'm pro Of course, of course. All I'm saying is to Ben and to people that want to compare them, no. No, Steve don't. Smith's hands did go missing. No, he didn't get a ton this summer, but... Well, he lost his hands. It's a lot, it's he not, lost it's his not... hands or maybe they were stolen. No one's quite sure. But you know what? If you single-handedly win the Ashes for us, you can have a summer off, bro, against yeah. Tier 2 Nations. Yes, and also what's ridiculous is his summer off, he still outscored... Uh, a lot of the other team, and he's like he was still getting his average. Like when he's batting shit, he's still getting like he's still six, getting 50, his 60s. Yeah, yeah. Well, his average is 62, 63. Yeah. He's still getting he's that. He's still getting that. So you're like, 
I mean, really, this is him wildly out of form and he's still got the mental capacity and the autistic intensity to just grind out whatever he can. Well, that's it. He knows his hands are missing. That's why he's scoring at fucking, you know... Listen, listen. A strike rate of 25. If you've got a missus or a housemate or just someone that you're nearby, go get a, a big roll of duct tape from your Bunnings, your Woolworths, you know, something like that. Get... Your, your friend, your your confidant to tape your hands up, like ball your hands up in a fist and get them to just tape the fuck out of them so no fingers are available and then go try play cricket. Try score one run, let alone 63. That's what Smudge is doing. So to try and imply that after the summer of Labra that he is now the best batsman in the country, I just feel like you don't, you've got a short memory firstly and mm. you don't understand cricket. Labra's played 14 fucking test matches Dior probably more than that, but he's but not many more, not many more, not many more. Would it be fourteen? He's played five plus three. I'll tell you how many he's played. We'll look into it. Eddie's going to find it now, but you can't compare the two right now. I'm not saying Marnus has to play the same amount of tests as Smith before you can say one's better than the other, but Marnus has only really swung that dick against New Zealand. Fourteen tests. Fourteen. T- did I say fourteen tests? You did. did I say fourteen tests, Eddie? You did. Thank you. Uh, and that was just off the top of the dome. That was vibe. I didn't know the specific number, but if if you if you go into my brain, there's a lot of sort of speculative vibe choices, and that mm. was a vibe one. And I, I was fucking spot on. Good on you. Assuming Wikipedia is up to uh, up to date, up to date, up to scratch. Look, I'm where I'm. I'm. I'm allowing it. Yeah, I'm allowing it. Yeah, that passes. Um, ridiculous. Look, ridiculous. Just had to just had to squash any doubts around who. Numero uno is in the world, yeah, Steve Smith. Steve just Smith. In, just in case anyone was a little concerned to get a, a ton this summer. Mm. David Warner did well. Dave did well. And and power to Dave. Dave scored saw, a lot of runs. Did a lot of jumping. Did a lot of jumping. Now, there is question marks over whether maybe some of those jumps have been incentivized. Yeah. Uh, I think... Someone, a dribbler, pointed out to us that there may be a correlation between Dave's uh, propensity to overjump yeah. and perhaps him getting some some cash from one Toyota. Oh, look, that's been the rumor going around for a while, ever since he incorporated the jump. But but I think it speaks to the overjump. I mean, he he loves an overjump, but he has in so doing, become one of the nation's great jumpers. It's uh, it's just a weird conundrum we find ourselves in. But look, Dave did well. None of the tons. The 300 was good. Again, he's got 24 test tons, and I think 20 of them are at fucking home. He just he loves Australian conditions. Now, that being said, that's f- I'm not knocking him for it. I just don't get as wet for him, especially when they're against New Zealand and Pakistan. That's all we're saying. That's all it is. I mean... I need. I like brave tons. Tons of consequences. That's what I like. Yes. Now shoot me for fucking for, for wanting that, but like that's what I want. Nothing wrong. Think with that. Steve Smith on a goat track in India. Yeah. That sort of tons stuff. of consequences. Yeah. Michael Clark taking a barrage of bounces in South Africa on the way tons to a brave tons. Like tons of consequence. That's what I like to see. Yeah. Now Dave's capable of them, but I'd like to see more of them. Yes. So just take take the summer of Dave. The, the, the fucking mountain of runs, and let's let's do that in India. Let's do that in South Africa. Let's do that in England. Yeah. Would love that. But that's about all I have on Dave. Uh, the bowlers bowled well. New Zealand, meh. 
Went to the Sydney Test. That was a good time. Yeah, a good time. Fun. Always nice and fun. Had good seats. Yes. Well, we've got a friend. I will only refer to him as the godfather of the SCG because I don't want to reveal his um, true identity. Mm. But he uh, has found a way to ensure that he can get a shitload of seats reserved in the members section without anyone having to be there. So he gets there before everyone and reserves a shitload of seats. And so you can rock up whenever you want. So for those that don't know, there's a thing called the Paddington Gift. And I don't know if they exist at like the MCG. I assume they all do it or the other ones, which is basically all the members who are absolute fucking dribblers. They get to the cricket ground at about 4.45 every morning of the test. They line up. Then they get their little uh, sticker for their seat and they go in, put their sticker on their seat, and then they'll sit around for five and a half hours until the cricket starts, just so they can have a good seat. The best seat. The best seat. And the best seats are good. They are fantastic. I obviously refuse to do that. I'm not even a member of the SC. We did it once. I did it once. We did it once. Yeah, and, I fell asleep. and you fell asleep on the toilet. I fell asleep on the toilet. Like so that's clearly not a You sustainable... fell asleep, you fell asleep in your chair and, and then, then on again the on the toilet. And that was more about sleep deprivation than intoxication, but I'm sure it was a little well, bit Well, I think they went hand in hand. I think it was a bit of both. But you're not up for the Paddington gift. Fuck no, dude. It's not a, I mean no, as if. I'm not going to do that to go and watch Australia play New Zealand in a dead rubber. You know what I mean? So I got there, you get you rolling whenever you want cuz the Godfather has it all sorted. And the Godfather's well-known because he does this for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, he's well-known. And everyone r- arrives and gives their seat sticker to the Godfather as a show of respect. Yes. A thank you. Yeah. A, 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 an offering. An offering. Yeah, that's It's like exactly kissing right. his hand. Now, for the punters and the dribblers that aren't aware, they're voting on four-day tests this year. Now, that would obviously mean the removal of the fifth day, the day where drama unfolds, right? Yes. Now, apparently, the thinking behind this is that the fifth day can be expensive to put on because it doesn't always go to a fifth day. And when it does, there's small crowds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm like... That's not what this is about. That's not what it's about. It's about changing something that has been fucking... Well, how long have we had five-day tests for? Almost 100 years. Yeah. I don't know when they got rid of timeless tests, but it wouldn't have been... After the 30s, I don't think. I can understand that decision. Well, mate, that we been... looked it up the other day. The longest timeless test, 10 days. Day eight was rained out. And they had to abandon play because they were going to miss their boat back to England. I think it was in South Africa. So it didn't actually even end. It didn't even end. 10 days. It's still going. Yeah, yeah. It, technically. But technically, the test's still going. Because it is timeless. It is they timeless. should go and pick that up. <laughs> they should finish the test. They should finish the test. Anyway... I, it just gets me fucking furious. What is this obsession, Tom, with continually changing things that work and work well? Yeah. See, now, I, 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 was, I have gotten... I was outraged when they wanted to put numbers on the back of jerseys and names, right? I was like, fuck this. What? So was I, until someone said it's for the kids. And then I was like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, sure, the kids can get over it. But I guess it's like so they can identify with players. But I'm just now kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm cool with it now. I'm not going to... It's not the hill I'm prepared to die on, bloody numbers on the back of the jerseys. Whatever. I get it. This is a little bit more than just changing numbers on the back of jerseys. This is changing the fucking game. 
Mate, it changes the whole setup. How like, you do it, how, how you, you play, declare, what, how you yeah. play, what rate you score. Like it, it'll all change, mm. and you'll miss that. You'll lose the days of drama. Yeah, Ben Stokes is fucking. Uh, he's like winning runs in the Ashes. Yeah. That was day five, was it not? Edge Baston. Uh, Michael Clark taking four wickets in like the last over. Yeah, against, against India, India at the SCG day yeah. five, yeah. like. Mate, there's so many fucking remarkable moments that have happened on day five. It's ridiculous. Yes, Yes, games finish on day four. No one's fucking disputing that. Yes, a lot of games finish on day four. No one's disputing that. But... Some finish on day three. Do you want to make them three days? Exactly, exactly. But it's just going to change the whole fucking setup of the game. Yeah. It's going to change it in its entirety. And what are they going to do in England, mate? You lose a day, a day and a half, two days, guaranteed to rain in England. Guaranteed. How are they going to finish a test? They're not. It'll be draw after draw after draw after draw. Hopefully cooler heads prevail, Eddie. I'd like to think so, Tom, but it's got me worried. Yes. Because we live in in times where they think that change is good. Like Reactionary. Things, it's people like change shit. seen to be making That's it. That's it. It's like, change. how am I going to earn my fucking pay packet? Oh, I'm going to change something. Oh, look what we did this year. We went from five-day to four-day tests based on one metric. Well, two metrics. One that a lot of days finish... Test matches finished inside of four days, cool. And the other that the day five is expensive. But what about every other fucking metric that you're just throwing away? They don't seem to care about. They that don't sort of care. Stuff. Do you care about the game? They don't seem to care about the game, Eddie. One thing that's we've come- already got short form cricket, two yeah. forms of yeah, it. Yeah, two for- and they're going for like 20, 10 over. They're going yeah. ten overs as well. So there's fifty overs, twenty overs. They're doing ten overs and then a hundred ball. Where are we? What is going on? A hundred balls. A hundred ball. Oh, They're doing the hundred over in England. Oh my god! I know it's outrageous. Now, one other thing I wanted to touch on, just in terms of the summer, and after everything that's transpired, and you could almost say off the back of Smudge losing his hands, not directly related to, but ties into, and also T Pain's glove work, and also that brave seventy-seven. I think he got uh, in Melbourne, maybe Dior. Um. T-Pain has, I think, established himself as my captain. Yeah. I'm happy with that. He's he's my captain now. And, I mean, he has been for a little bit, but, like, now it's like you've come back in an Australian summer. But he feels like a he captain. He feels like a captain. He feels like the Australian captain. Yeah. And when I look at photos, for example, when they're holding the trophy aloft after, you know, a cleaning win. up another series, looks right. It Smudge, makes sense. Smudge isn't directly in the middle of the photo he's sort of off to the side and i'm like i think this makes more sense i think this makes more sense i think it does certainly for now and like you know there was talk about obviously this being the final summer and he was just i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i I would be shocked if he was stripped of it i don't think he will be jl i think even came out and said as much where he was like he's the he's the most important player in the team Mate, he's a fucking leader. He is man. a leader. He he's is a leader. leader. Well, the way he talks, the way he interacts with the boys, like the way he talks. I can't tell stumps. you how dripping wet I am for that Amazon Prime documentary coming oh out, my God, chronicling dude. Australia's ascent. Why is oh, it no. in May or March? Can we not release it in Get February? Get it done. February well, the most must, boring they must month want, of the year. They must want to put the summer in there. Maybe. Maybe. I'm guessing. Yeah, that could be because it, it goes from the Cape Town incident to the current day, I believe. Uh, I know it certainly starts in Cape Town. Does it? Yeah. See, that's tough. Imagine being like Smith and Warner and Bancroft being like, fuck, there's a documentary. All I'm saying is I'll get to Lost in what will be so sick, a documentary. But Tim Payne in it 
reeks of alpha in yeah. the in the short little snippets I've seen. Reeks of an alpha, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, I can't see Smudge doing this. No, Smudge could not command a room the way. No, 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 no. He's got presence. He does have presence. He's not a big boy, but that's not what being an alpha is about. No, no, it's no. presence. He's got a good body. He's got a nice face. I'm just talking purely aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's nice to look at. Nice to look at, right? And then assertive in the way he speaks. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So you go. I'm already drawn to you visually because mm. you're an attractive individual. Yeah. Your glovemanship is without peer globally. Yeah. He takes elite glovemanship. Elite glovemanship, but also he's in like constant pain because. Uh, pardon his, the pun. Pardon the pun because like his fingers are still fucked. So he's taking catches from the fastest bowling uh, quartet. Quartet. Well, three of them. Tripod. Tri- tripod. In the world. And it's like constant, constant pain. And he just like, you see him shaking it off. You're like, this is a tough. It's tough, a competitor. It's a tough competitor. And then when you hear him speak in those snippets from the test or whatever the fuck it's called, my captain. My captain. My captain. And let's not forget punters and dribblers who took the boys over to England after a disastrous 18 months in which we were the ridicule of the world, of the sporting world. We had fallen from the tippy top to the very bottom, a la Tiger Woods, Yes, but just a shorter period of time. Mm. But make no mistake... On par. Oh, absolutely on par. Equal in consequence, I yes. would have thought. Yeah. Even more so because it's the Australian representative. I'd team. say more so because it's an entire country that's exactly. gone under. And then to drag us back under his guidance yes. and leadership, Tom, to the tippy top once more, well, pending. En route. But on the way, we've regained the ashes, brought them back home. Like, that can't just be ignored no. in favour of someone that was captain and fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. But so like you don't just bring him back in. I don't think you can anymore. Nah. And that's no that's like Steve and I and you and I and Steve and us are <laughs> we're very tight. Yeah, and we're Steve going- knows that. And yeah. Steve knows that we love him and that we'll always defend him, but he knows he fucked up. Yes. And I don't think Steve uh, look, I'm happy to sit this out with T Pain as my captain and see if there's another captain that emerges more worthy that can do the job, who's got a bit more about him, certainly presence-wise, and, uh, you know, can talk to boys, get him up. I'd be very, very surprised. I think Tim Payne stays captain until he's no longer in the team. And Yes, and someone else is. So if he's, his fingers begin to... Turn to dust. Yes. Physically, not metaphorically. If they begin to... Literal re- dust. Removed from the rest of his hand. Yes, and well, that's it. One day he tries to take his gloves off and his... And his fingers, fingers stay, in the stay in the gloves. Who knows? Then, like, I'm not going to predict how it ends for T-Pain, but I'm saying this. For the foreseeable future, he's the skipper of the nation. My captain. And I wouldn't be surprised, Tom, if he took us to the tippy top, and to the tippy top I'm talking about, the ICC Test Championship. That's what it I is. wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. That's a famous story. That's a book. That's a book. Well, it's a it's a 30 for 30. It's a fucking hope it's a 30 for 30. The, uh, what would you call it? Sort of like the, something about... Pain and gain? Yeah, pain and gain. It's something about a captain thrown into the furnace. Yeah. Uh, uh, and emerges... An unlikely hero. An unlikely hero. That's what I was looking for. Something like that. Something along those lines. Australia's unlikely hero. Yeah. And they could go back to how he was like considering giving it away. The, the leader game. we needed, not the leader we deserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. For it to use a Batman to reference. To use a Batman reference. Which I think's apt. Yeah. 
Uh, but I think that's probably cricket, is it? I think so. Shout out to Stoinis for 147. And for making it look so goddamn easy, Mate, big, thick boy. For the Melbourne Stars, uh, looked absolutely ridiculous. Isn't he a pleasure? He is a pleasure. He's a pleasure. The podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chilli flavours are sure to get your taste buds punting and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend, coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients, allows it to be a huge favourite. Cold smoke for six hours using the unique Bareback method. Their smoked chilli is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. The simple oaky flavour, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly rare and... Delicious flavour. Now, special offer for the punters and dribblers who listen to Hello Sport. You go to www.barebackbiltong.com.au and put in the promo code Hello Sport. That's one word, capital H and a capital S, and you'll get a discount on your Biltong. And that Biltong, Eddie, is delivered across the country. I want to get onto rugby league because God's winner game is just around the it's corner. It's so close. It's now. so close. It's now. so close. And I can touch it. Yes. I can literally. Yeah, the, 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 the journalistic articles are now starting to have some substance, whereas in the off-season, it's all horse shit, and it's like months of speculation about things that are not close at all. Rugby league now on the doorstep. Well, rounding the garden path, and we're seeing it As, know, yeah, approach yeah. the front door. Mm, mm, I can we, see I it. I can see it. Mm. Um, now, the Gold Coast Titans had an opportunity, Eddie, to throw all of their money at their best player that they currently had. That's Jai Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Who has got a 10. He's got the, the, the most beautiful wag, the hottest wag in Australian sport. There Correct. I said it. Uh, Dior, who she is, but my God. That's not the point. He's a Gold Coast boy, loves the Gold Coast. Misses a Gold Coast girl, loves the Gold Coast. He wanted to stay at the Gold Coast. He's their best player, origin representative, back rower, throbber, big, good-looking, build a club around him. Throbber. Throbber. They, apparently, if you believe the rumours and innuendo, lowballed him. Oh, my God. The Titans lowballed the Titans, him. They don't lowball anyone. The Titans are paying Shannon Boyd <laughs> from the Raiders 600-plus a season. <laughs> You don't you don't lowball Jai Arrow, but they don't lowball anyone. No, they, least of all Jai Arrow. They don't. They've got they've got Ash Taylor on a million a season, yep. based purely on uh, on like promise. Yeah, hasn't done anything. And and we can't get another half. With yeah, exactly. Well, he's already here. Yeah, showing some promise. Yeah, fuck it'd be embarrassing if he left and became and fulfilled that promise. Let's give him a mill. Yeah, Tyrone Peachy. Love Tyrone, great. He had a really good year last year before last with the Panthers, Blues, yep. Australia. Yep. They then paid him seven hundred and fifty, I think, uh, a year to go up there. Bryce Cartwright, Eddie, I believe, is on seven hundred and fifty. Uh- Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need 
uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth. Go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Uh, $1,000 a year. Madness. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, someone Latu, Leilani Latu or something. Do you that one? He's on like $500,000 a year and they lowball Jahai <laughs> Arrow. Give me a lowball figure. Uh, like, I believe maybe in the five, six range. What? That is outrageous. Do you all that, punters, dribblers? I could be giving the wrong figures, but just know this. Lowballed. And then Souths have gone, oh, okay, well, we've just let go of, well, we've just said goodbye to G.I., John Sutton, and Sam Burgess. Funny, we should actually be in the market for a back rower. Uh, okay, Jai. Feel like coming to Sydney? Oh, you've got a 10 uh, missus who is also looking to further her career mm. in the modelling game. Uh, yeah, let's get you down to Sydney, hey? And we'll pay you more than the Titans were going to pay you. They should have made him captain and they should have paid him out the ass. They should have taken Have they officially lost him? Yes. He's signed with South. I would say. And then... I th- From 2020 or 2021? That I'm not sure. There is a part of me that thinks... It's from 2021, but South's trying to get him for 2020. But I think it's from 2021. If I was Jai, I'd be like, get me out of here. Get me out of this shithole. If it's 2020, 
Let's just say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just say it's 2021. They've also just signed Trell, and we'll expand on this in a second. But I would say having having lost GI and Sam Burgess, Sam at the end of his career, yeah, aging. We injured. can say that. Yeah, he we was. can say that. GI end of his career, aging, injured. They are in a better position now, in my opinion, than they were with G.I. and Sam Burgess. You've got Jairo, Queenslander, in the prime of his career. Trell, who has won two premierships, played New South Wales and Australia, and he's fucking 22. Mm. Oh, he's 22. He's his young. His best footy's still ahead of him. Yeah. Souths and... And he's going to do... Make no mistake, he'll do well under Wayne Bennett. Of course he will. He'll do very well And now well you've got Trell, Jimmy the Jet, and Cody Walker, this indigenous tripod. Yeah that are just going to absolutely throb. South with a very proud Indigenous history. I will say Luttrell, I saw his press conference where he's in the uh, the green polo of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I mm. must say the colour looks fantastic. It him. looks like it was made for him. It lo- he looks, For him and him alone. Yes. He looks that good in he it. Really if you haven't good. seen it, go and look at Luttrell in that South polo. It is to die for. A sight to behold. And... I mean, it adds to the to the Roosters Rabbitohs rivalry. It's good stuff, it's mate. Good it's stuff. good stuff. It's good old fashioned stuff. Now, if Latrell goes to another level at South, which is possible, playing fullback, I'm not, saying, back, get, I'm not saying his he, hands on the ball more. I'm not saying he will, but he is, in my opinion, he's got the most raw talent almost out of anyone in the league. I yes. would say, like his ceiling could be fucking anything. He, right? We don't know. Where we he's don't going. know what his ceiling is. He, he could literally be the best player in the world now. Will he get there? Time will tell. But if he does, it'll only add to the narrative of the South Roosters rivalry. Like, oh my God, look who you got rid of. Like, look what he became. And he he went for less like if money. He, like, if he turns into a Greg Inglis... Then, thanks for coming. He went for less money. I think he went for seven. Or, I, I but think it, he might have even gone for six. But, but he's but getting topped up get, 120 from the Roosters, which yes, would make it seven, seven. Seven, whatever. And then I think Then there's the option for 800 next, next year if they can move some some cattle. Yes. A la Dane Alex Gagai. Alex Johnson, Dane Gagai. And to be honest, um, he even said in his press conference, he's like, it wasn't about money. It was about... If it was about money, he'd be at the Tigers in a million a season. Mm. He just wanted to play fullback, I think, really. He wasn't saying as much, but it's like he wanted to... He was like, I never played. He was. They were like, so Luttrell, are you signing as a fullback? Is that your handshake deal with Wayne? He's like, no, no, like whatever Wayne wants me to do, I'll do. But I've never been a full... I've never been a centre. My entire junior career, I played fullback. So it's like, obviously... And also you get fullback bickies. Well, mate, fullback is blue ribbon stuff. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like it's where the big dicks go, yes. much like in the centers. You know, like center, uh, much like in the halves, rather. Yes. The centers, nah. Like no. they're just not. They're just they not used that. to be. They centers, used to be cool, bro. Yeah, they centers, used to be cool guys, but they're not that cool. No, they're anymore. not that cool anymore. Someone was saying the other day. I can't remember where I was or who said it that. Wingers are actually more important now than centers, and centers are more like a defensive player. Wingers, obviously, because they finish tries, but also they return from kicks. So you think about like Blake Ferguson or Semirad Radra in his day, these big wingers. Yeah, big, big thick, thick boys. wingers who return kicks. Yeah. Just fucking charging it back. Blake Ferguson in origin, mate, he was non stop. Well, just over up, and over and over and over and over again returning kicks. Without bro. him, you know, Tedesco doesn't Trucking get Trucking up the nut, mate. Yeah. Trucking up the Trucking nut. Trucking up the nut. So. Um, Souths looking pretty good. They look good. Looking pretty good. But so does Manly. Well, Manly's going to win it. So that's the 
That's the unfortunate 2020 thing is the year of the Eagle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone knows it deep yes. down. Whether you've got caught up in the fanfare of Latrell signing at South, I can understand That's it. how we like it at Manly. But ask yourself the hard questions. Look deep into your soul and ask yourself this. Who looks most primed for a premiership 2020? Manly. I tell you, if you want to be intimidated, and I often do, go and look at Adam Fanua Blake's Instagram and... He'll just be putting up sort of photos of like his family, like, you know, he's doing whatever. But there are these ones where like he'll just be in a group photo with like the boys or fucking whatever. And you're like, I'm scared just looking at this photo. You are a absolute weapon. He's a killer. He's a killer. He's a killer. He's a killer. In a rugby league sense. And of course, in a rugby league sense. But that's what he but is. That's what he is. Yeah. He's the scariest player in the league. Yes. I think that scariest player in rugby league is Adam Fanua Blake. Mm. Both on the field and off the field. Yes. Avoid him in dark alleyways Alleys. vibes. Yes. Now, I'm not accusing him of no, anything, no, no, but just saying. But just, I would. If you were in a dark alleyway and he walked around the corner. I would corner, shit my you pants. You would shit yourself. You I would, would shit yourself. Absolutely shit my pants. So, this weekend is the return of someone that we have had a long sort of back and forth with, a long relationship with. Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor takes on Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, at USC 246 or something like that deal, the specific number of it. Um, now, I will say this. There hasn't been a lot of like, you know, interview and content out there really, but I've found what's available yes. and I'm liking what I'm hearing. I'm liking what I'm hearing. Now, we've obviously chastised Connor. We said that he, he, was, the alpha, he was our alpha. Yeah, he was. And then we obviously stripped him of that after he started punching old 60-year-old men in, in bars. There are also some other salacious stories going around. They never really came to any. If you know, if there's if there's no news, you think that that could have just been some bullshit. It doesn't seem like it, but he certainly fell from uh, the lofty heights that where he was held. It's certainly in our eyes. Um, he's coming back to fight Cowboy. He looks and sounds like a more centered and motivated throbber that I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like that he comes out and says, "Look, my camp for." fucking um Khabib. Khabib, Khabib was absolutely atrocious I've changed all these things I didn't give any respect to my to my you know my team and you know the people that brought me to this position all that stuff yeah. saying all the right things very yeah. humble not lippy no. you know I remember before that Khabib fight he said some really fucking low brown shit did you watch and I, I sent you the video today but you may not have watched it I but it was the it. UFC countdown um it's on YouTube you can find it punters dribblers it was basically it's not specific interviews with him, but they're painting the picture of how this, like where these, where Connor and Cowboy have come from and yeah. how they're, where they're at now. Mm. Talked about Connor's rise and then, uh, you know, he started to fall fat. Like he was basically the biggest, couldn't get any bigger. Floyd Mayweather, biggest. When he beat Eddie was. Alvarez, when he beat Eddie Alvarez, he was huge. But then, he was biblical. Well, but also then, like, Right up until the Floyd fight. The Floyd fight was biblical because it was like he's just beaten Eddie. He's a two weight world champion. That's true. D and then he goes to this co the, to this uh, Floyd fight, which is global, the fastest selling pay per view in history, or some sort of shit like that. And so, like at that point, he is literally the biggest sports star in the world. Yeah. And then from there, they were like the in the countdown. They're like there was only one way to go, and that was down. 
and then they sort of talk about his fucking fall and he's an asshole. And then they talk about when he came back. Maybe he was throwing, like he was throwing, throwing th- shoes through fucking Dude, he went buses off the and rails. shit. He did. He went off Let's the rails. Let's not beat around the no, bush. He, he went turned off the into fucking a rails. fuckwit. Yeah, big time fuckwit. And at the start, we were kind of like trying to justify his justify behavior. his behavior and be like, oh, it's kind of cool. He's trying to jab a fight. And then you're like, in the fullness of time, I've you can look back and be like, wow, he was just losing the plot. Yeah. Doing some real dickish stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, then when he did come back and fight Khabib and all those press conferences, they were so dark and they were, and the countdown said as much it was like he really came back as like the archetypal villain. It was like the shit he was saying. Khabib was just sitting there mm. and Connor was actually saying really fucked up stuff to him. Really like, fucked up stuff. Khabib was, you know, doing the normal fight talk. I'll fuck you up. Maybe talking about his shit backstage, but it was like Connors was like, "Oh God, this is actually." Yeah, yeah. He was saying really some heck- very dark stuff. Some very and like a lot of religious yeah, like undertones some stuff and like, about like family and bringing his old man into it and all this weird shit. But um, this time he hasn't talked any. None. He hasn't talked any shit. None. He's but he's sort of he's like I've reset. I'm back to the old me. Like, yeah. Whether or not. That's a shit talker or not. I don't know. But he does seem a lot more level-headed, carb, present. Maybe, like, if you believe the rumors, maybe he's a lot cleaner than he was. Living uh, cleaner. Living cleaner. Living a a more pure life, if you believe the rumors. If you believe the rumors. Now... That will that remains to be seen. If he goes out and dismantles Cowboy Serrani, which I think he could, he looks fucking cool. Mate, he definitely could, but I am... If he does, then the mystique will start to come back. Okay, what's he capable of? Is this Connor 2.0? Is he picking up where he left off? But if he goes out there and, and you know, can't get the job done inside of two rounds and then his cardio catches up with him and then he's just a heaving, Listen, tired mess yeah. who gets tapped, then yeah. it's all over. And I think well, we just. Even if it goes late with Cowboy, people will be like, Cowboy's 36 yeah, yeah. and over the hill to a degree. Mm. Cowboy, I'm still nervous Cowboy's going to head kick him and knock him out, right? Because Cowboy is a kickboxing champion. He's, yeah. got, he's got a lot more tools. But. Then it takes me two seconds to buy into the Connor hype because there are so many Connor hype merchants out there, dick riders, <laughs> where they start going, you know, maybe Connor's going to. I was watching, listening to one the other day where it was like, Connor's most famous for his left hand. So yeah. in a situation like this, I think he's going to use his left hand as the, uh, like, fucking. What, the setup? The setup. So it's like. What's coming? What's coming? Not the left. Like something like that. Right. And again, obviously, that's much just, more physically sort yeah, of appealing yeah. to look at yeah. than what I just did. But, <laughs> um, you know, there's all this sort of just stuff about how Connor might do it, how he might win. But that's blah, 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 funny. Blah. Like, I enjoy all that stuff. But realistically, there's so many different ways in which you can win that, you know. But it's interesting to listen to. Yes. And I like, I like hearing people's theories, particularly yes. from the hype merchants, because like you say, they get me up and about. And now, they get me I've just, wet. I've just thought about this. Now, you and I will be watching the fight together. Yep. That is... Yep. Well, since we've figured out that you can buy fights on UFC.com, yes. if you, like us, have just got KO and main event for some fucking reason cannot be purchased online, fear not. Fear not. Yes. You can buy fights on the UFC website, yes. you don't need to go through main event, just in case you didn't know that. If you're one of the guys that doesn't like to stream it because there is a chance the stream will die, get a couple of boys together and chip 10 bucks in each it's and really buy the not fight. That, it's really not that difficult. But I feel that we should probably 
be filming that and recording that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we should. We should. Hadn't really thought about that. No, should I only just it. thought about it then. We only do it for the Connor fight. We'll see. We'll play it by your punish dribblers, but we'll certainly do the Connor one if we can pull it together. Um, but very excited. I'm going to pick Connor first round KO. Time. There you go. Um, I think he knocks him out first round. I think he knocks him out first round. Now, uh, if you want to know where, I, where that's come from, what are we basing that on? Vibe, vibe for me. This is a vibe bet. Yes. Now, Tom is already one from one today on vibe. Yep. Went for the vibe bet on Labashane, Labra's test career, yep. 14 tests. That was a vibe bet. Came off. This is a vibe bet too. So if you think we're going to go two from two today, then house on Connor, first round KO, I think it's money for jam. That's what I think. I think he overwhelms Cowboy. Uh, I think he he's striking. Really strong. I think he's striking's back. I don't think Cerrone would be able to close the distance, and I think he would dismantle him. Connor comes to fight every time. Like he just always comes forward. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like he just needs to land a couple early and wig Cerrone out. Mm. Love it. If Love he loses, it. though, it's all over. It's all over. It's all over. We, we then we move on yeah. with our lives. Yeah. Well, we got Masvidal. That's my. We've new got man. Masvidal. He's the new alpha, and then we also look to Tony Ferguson and Khabib, and Khabib. in April. Yeah. John Jones is fighting again. Who really cares? But like. That's still always around. There's we move on. We move on. There are there you know what? There are always gonna be other people. The Connor era will officially end this Saturday. If he, he loses. loses. Now all we have to hope for it is that my child doesn't come on the day or the day before, really. Well, no. You know what? <laughs> day before even, I don't think you can swing. No, but there is a chance, like my missus, shout out to Steph will stay in the hospital, I think, for like two or three days. So let's say it happens, the fight's Sunday, maybe the baby comes Friday, Saturday we're in there, then Sunday I'm like, listen, there's going to be a couple of hours where I'm going to have to go and express some, uh, you know, unchecked male aggression for a couple of hours and then I'll be back. Just an hour or two. Hour or two. Trust me, I'm a better, I'll be a better man for having it, having that in my life. I won't be able to handle missing it. I'll never forgive my daughter. <laughs> I Punish Dribblers, I alluded earlier in the podcast about how we have a tendency to change opinion uh, and make people take notice of, of where they're going wrong. Now, we've been saying for several months, if not a year, that Kyrgios is an alpha and people weren't listening. But now they are. Yes. The tide, the 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 court of public opinion about Kyrgios has shifted. Yes. In a big, big way, I think. Well, bushfires being what they have been. Shout out to anyone who listens who is dealing with the bushfires directly, or who's a fiery, or who's, who's put a in fiery the who's put in the hard yards. Um, but Nick came out. He started basically the whole like he was like every ace I get serve everything I'm going to be donating money mm. off the back of that all these tennis players jumped on were doing it big bash yep. pajama cricketers were getting into it raising money Warney then donates a baggy green which fucking topped a million dollars did you hear who bought it and what they Commonwealth doing? Bank and what they're doing with it what are they doing with it taking it on like a tour around the country to like fire affected areas I think and then they donating it to the Donald Bradman Museum. Love that. But it's also providing the opportunity for Shane's baggy to be seen by others and then donated to the museum. Whereas if a rich guy had bought it, and it I can't just, make assumptions about what would have happened, but I think we can all assume that it would have ended up in his trophy room. Yes, it would have. 
and slugs railed off the brim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course they would be. Yes. I mean, you'd be mad not to. <laughs> And I and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know judge anyone that would do that. No, but that's what it would have. That's what have It would have it would have ended up getting slugs railed off all of it. over it from every potential way. It, and 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 a and lot it would of have become a baggy done. white. It would have become a baggy, dusty white, and also would have been worn on the job. Yeah. Although I assume Shane would have done that. I think he was more of a floppy white man. On the he job. was a floppy on the job. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. I, I could see that. I, I mean, so. I know he preferred the floppy white in general, so I guess it would stand a reason. People, I heard someone say that, uh, do you reckon, now, oh, again, Shane, donated the bag of grain, fantastic. Legend. Legend. Someone was saying, do you think it's like a final fuck you to Steve, Steve Waugh? <laughs> it's barely been worn. It's, it's in so mint condition, new. mate. It looks brand fucking new. Uh, it definitely could be, but epic from Shane. Good on your Commonwealth Bank. Taking it around the nation. Sending it to the Bradman Museum. Love it, love it. No slugs to be railed off this, you know, national mm. treasure. Now, Kyrgios. <laughs> so believe where this started. Yeah. Uh, uh, people are into him. Well, he started this whole thing. Yeah, he did start this whole thing, but people like the way he plays. He's an entertainer. He puts bums on seats. He says how he feels instead of that crap that gets rolled out in every interview. Just yeah. the same old monotonous Bullshit. dribble and yeah. whine, whiny fucking lies really yeah. like well, not lies but it's just it's it's politician stuff and yeah. no one's got time for that shit no. i mean no one's got time for politicians. i don't have time for it no exactly so the fact that curios is now getting the love that he deserves i think is nice i think it's very nice i think it's it's good to see but it's the fickle nature of sport to be honest is represented in one nick curios the king of the nation personally wouldn't mind seeing him maybe on the currency at one point soon you know what i mean get him on some coins Get him on the start him off on the five. Start center. him off on the five or the ten because I think the five's being made obsolete, Eddie, and we wouldn't want to disrespect him off the bat. But we'll then work him up to your to your notes, you know, depending on how his career goes. But his the change in public opinion is is uh, exempl- exemplifies the fickle nature of the Australian sports fan and the power in which we hold and the power in which we hold. Uh, athletes, is that what you're saying? You and oh, I. Oh, that we're held. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we start to sort of turn the tide a little bit. Yeah. Then Tide-tons. he does some good, good deeds, and before you know it, he's yeah. on the coins. And here we are. But so, shout out to Kyrgios for being a good bloke. Good on you, Nick. Proud of you, mate. Very proud of you. Be soon. Uh, almost done for the show here, Eddie. Now there are a couple of dribbler dribbles that were sent in 2019. Yeah. Heaps. Which I think we should get to. Before we go, now you may remember that we we uh, threw out there the Donald Bradman, Sir Donald Beedman Christmas Carol mm. uh, that was going to, if someone made one, they get a baggy green. Now we, funnily enough, between our last podcast and Christmas time, those four days, whatever it was, got sent three or four Beedman. I think there was five. Three, four, or five Sir Donald Beedman Christmas Carols. Now. We don't have them for you today. And that's because we haven't had time to pull it all together. Because but we've listened to them. We've listened to them. And, and we, there is we, a winner. There is a winner. Now, you could say, you two are idiots for demanding a, a Donald Beedman Christmas carol and then not having another podcast. And to that, I would say, sure. The holidays were poorly timed, but they are hilarious, some of them. Some better than others, but there is a winner. Because the problem is, punters, dribblers, 
we is although we are fairly confident there is a winner, we have listened to a couple on the piss. Yes. Remember we listened to a couple yeah, at the yeah, Hallowsport yeah. Christmas party? Yes. And I was I was full up. Yes. So we are going to have to come back to you next week. We're going to have them all ready to rock. Yeah. And we're going to pick one. Yeah. Christmas in January type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a Hello Sport Christmas in January. Yeah. But um, the winner will receive a baggy green because there was a couple of baggy green worthy submissions. Definitely was. If you all, if all you did was send in crap, then no one got one. But there's some winners. There's some, there's some, well, there's only one winner. But there is. No, there was some. Worthy. There were some worthy submissions, yes. but only one winner. Yeah. So uh, let's just get to a couple of the dribbler dribbles, though. I'd like to see if I've Which got ones me. are you going to use? Hey, boys. Hello to the punter. And the dribbler. Um, look, had a rag legs last night, as you can imagine. Um, laying here in bed. Bounce, bounce the fuck out. You know, needless to say. I was just thinking, uh, you know, thinking of some content for you, boys, since sport's a bit, uh, a bit dry. You know, so many episodes, you know, God's... On summer game. Um, top three things to do when you just fucking bounced out. Just top three things to do to make you feel better or just whatever. Got number one. Um, number one, some dirty beds. Drink some KFC. Obviously, it's crazy. It's fucking delicious. Makes you feel even shitter, but you know, well worth it. We do it every time. Yeah. Um, number two, if, um, if you can just drag yourself, just find a way to get to the nearest body of whether that be, you know, a lake, fucking beach, a pool, fucking puddle, have a swim. That usually makes you feel pretty good, I find. Um, Not if you're probably bound. Just number three, <laughs> bed, painkiller, movie, glass of water, maybe a black coffee. Um, someone said to me last night, a sauna to reduce the hangover, but no. if you're game enough to fucking go to the gym, mate, no. be my guest. But None of these are accurate. Um, Except the first one. But yeah, look, <laughs> love, would love to hear the discussion on this. Love some more ideas. Like I said, just trying to provide some content for the boys. Jeez, um, if you're ever up in Byron, let me know. Uh, live close. We can get in our denim overalls and uh, go for a couple of dozen. Would love to. See you soon. See you, boys. Well, good to know we got a place in Byron if we need it. I love Byron. Beautiful part of the world. Thanks for the submission. Look, um, I'm... I'm top, very top three. I think you're you're the biggest proponent. Like when you're bounced out, but I'm like being properly bounced out, mate. You can't you can't pull yourself to a body of water. You can't even get to the beach. No, mate. If you're properly bounced, <laughs> mate. Are you serious? No. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah, I no, mean, no, no. look, you're probably a... bounces up at like two p.m. Yeah. Just in hell. <laughs> like you know, you've got a headache that could kill a fucking wildebeest, and you just you you. You, you're struggling to get to the kitchen, mate. You're struggling to order something on Uber Eats. Yeah. I reckon that's probably, probably not safe to drive either. Like maybe um, if you're hungover, sure, swim, play on. If you can get, if you've got a household sauna, that it's going to make you feel better, right? But I'm being talk, properly bounced out. Yeah. No KFC, yes, yes, hundred percent. Big can of Coke with ice. That is a must. One hundred percent. You need a big, big, big glass, of, a glass of coke with, with ice. Yes, you're an ice man. With ice, if you can get your hands on some spring rolls, they're just as good. <laughs> spring rolls are fantastic. You're yeah. gonna need Nurofen, mate. Yeah. That's like first and foremost. Yeah. Are you a Barocca man, mate? If there's hydrolyzed Barocca floating around, I'll have it. It's not something I've got readily <laughs> available. Yeah, I hate it, but it does help. Yeah, Barocca hydrolyzed gets the fluids back up there. 
Nurofen, you're going to need three or four. Really? That's just, just to clear the fog, get rid of the pain, and just get you back to somewhere. Not even neutral. like Just just get you back to being able to consume a meal. Yeah, okay. You know? You're yeah. with me? Yeah. But something greasy, Macca's KFC spring rolls, something, maybe a big fried rice, yeah, something yeah. like that. That'll get you there. Then get yourself on the couch. If there's no sport on, put a nice rom-com on, It's got to be a rom-com. Got to be a rom-com. Like, unless there's good sport on, I'm a rom-com, man. You and- might be able to start during the Nurofen phase, you might be able to start with a uh, a Fox Sports News. Yeah, something really to ease you into just looking at a screen. To ease you in. Because looking at a screen's hard when you're bounced out. Yeah, yeah. And make make sure, usually not a laptop, if you can get a TV, you can get a bit of distance. I find that helps. Fox Sports News is good because you get your fix, but you can sort of come in and out. Like you can close your eyes if it's something shit that you don't want to watch. Yes, yeah, you can just hear it on repeat. Yeah, yeah. If you're really struggling. Sorry, as I just try and get these cameras going again, maybe done. Um, Fox Sports News are really great, like, gateway drug in yeah. terms of, like, getting yourself back into screen time. Yeah, it gets you back into screen because time. Because also what the problem is in searching for a rom-com and the importance of Fox Sports News in my eventual uh, being able to watch a rom-com, romantic comedy for those that don't understand, looking for them can be a problem. You, like just the mental capacity to look through shit when you don't even really you're not even really paying attention. So Fox Sports News great for that, but I need a rom com that has a really upbeat start. Yep. Not much of a a problem. I need two attractive mm. young people mm. to get together. Yep. They then need to face some sort of hardship. Yep. That means they separate for a period of time. Yep. But then they get back together and everything's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It's always great. Well, that's a rom-com, right? And, and, and with some quirky point, like very weird offbeat way that they're coming together. Of course. You know, like how Think to lo- of how to lose a guy, how in, lose 10 a guy in 10 days. Where yeah. it's like, oh, they're both trying yeah. to lose. You're not going to get the diamond account unless you that's find it. a woman to fall in love with you. Good luck, Chuck, is another yeah. one where it's like, oh, this guy's the last guy that people, that chicks fuck before they find the one. Yeah. So they're all fucking him. But now he <laughs> finds the one for himself. And if he loses her, then she's, you know. Yeah. Be- bewilderingly <laughs> random storylines. But but great. Perfect. Powerful. Uh, fool's gold, Eddie. Now, uh, McConaughey is a staple of your rom-com. He is, and this is pre-Oscars McConaughey. Obviously. Well, this is pre-True Detective, which really put him on the map. Yes. But before that, he was a he, he was, was a rom com man. Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. How to lose a guy in ten days? Ghosts of girlfriends past. Fool's gold, where he's a treasure hunter. Just the whole film in just some picturesque island. He's got his shirt off. Kate yeah. Hudson looks good. Hot people. Yeah, doing doing it, and then falling apart, and yeah. then getting back together and doing it again. Now another staple of the rom com, Eddie, but also has acting chops, is my man Ryan Gosling. Gosling, crazy stupid, crazy love. stupid love. We've talked at length about this, Tom. It's the best a man's ever looked. Is it? Full there's stop. no doubt. From dress sense to physical, yeah. like what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, he's making Negronis for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, he's good to go. He's good to go. Okay? Then you've got your your British staples. You've got Notting Hill. Notting Hill. I mean, fuck. thanks for coming. Four um, weddings and a funeral. Bloody the Christmas one. Love Actually. Beautiful. Bridget Jones Diary. I mean, it's all yeah. good stuff. It's English all rom-coms stuff. somewhat... Uh, even though they're not underrated, I feel like they can be underrated because Notting Hill is one of the great rom-coms of our time. Of <laughs> all time. Again, time. weird setup. Famous actress with some fuddy-duddy yeah, dude fu- that owns uh, a travel bookstore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> travel bookstore. Travel store. book. Very niche. That's what, And you know what? That's what you need on a 
if we can get back to the point, when you're being bounced out, yeah. shockingly bounced out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think body of water is that important because you do have a shower. Look, you've got to have a shower. I'm not. I'm not telling anyone no. not to have a shower. And if you're calling a body of water a shower, I'm. I'm okay, I'll go. I'll with take you. that. No, I'm, I'm happy t- with that. And I'd say if you can, Eddie, depending obviously on your showers, if you've got a waterproof chair, you can drag in there. Sit in that bitch for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate. If you if you if you want to drag a chair in there and sit and wallow and wash away sort of as much of the sin as you can as the neurofin takes hold and the yes. KFC comes closer to being delivered via Deliveroo, I'm with you. Yes, perfect. Yeah, absolutely right. But I don't think that if you are properly bounced out, A, you should be driving to a body of water, no. or B, you're walking to one. No, no. So it's a tough sell. You're too, not, a, you're too active there to be to be bounced out. No, no, I don't you're not believe you're bounced out. No, you're hungover. You're not you're bounced hung, out. Yeah, cool. Get oh, hungover. Wow. I yeah. remember the time I had five beers and went yeah. to bed. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so look, if you want the blueprint, that's it. That's I've, it. I've just given it to you. So greasy food. Yeah. Neurofen, Hydrolite if you've got it, chair in the shower, Fox Sports news into a rom com. Into a rom com. Several rom coms. Several rom coms. And. Uh, I'm finding as I, you know. And eat repetitively. Like if you can get your hands on some twisties after your KFC, sure. Or some, yeah, maybe need, some blue ribbon chocolate ice cream. Like I had yesterday. grazing constantly. <laughs> Constant grazing. Constant, Constant grazing. grazing. You don't stop in eating basically. No, like, like a cow in the, in the beautiful green fields of Byron. That's it. Constantly at uh, work. Constantly at work, just constantly picking and choosing. Mm, mm. Give yourself a sort of a, just a platter of different things. That I'd over-order as well. I'd over-order. Over so even if you're not going to get it through the in the first sitting, knowing that you've got three Wicked Wings in the fridge ready to go. I I'm mean, sorry, did I just microwave a cheeseburger? <laughs> Thanks for coming. There you go. There you go. No drama. That's the blueprint. Yeah. That's the blueprint. But you've got to be prepared. And I would not be preparing to go to a body of water. <laughs> That's not something I'm like pre-planning. No, I'll bounce myself out. Out. I'll get down to the beach. No, no, no. Though I do respect the. Uh, I respect the question. The it's a great question. It's led to a great segment. Yes, but that's it was, there was some inaccuracies there. There was, but at the end of the day, Ryan Gosling, best of man's ever looked in Crazy Stupid Love. All right, I think we got one more here. Oh fuck, maybe it's two. Oh Jesus Christ, this can't send through four. Mm. Big day from you, mate. <laughs> yeah, get it, guys. Uh, shame to get the voicemail. Um, it's the only was thing hoping to have a uh, face-to-face dribble, but I just want to say, it was a direct uh, you know, as a as a Rabbitohs supporter, it's it's been a real it's been a real tough time hearing all this trail chat, and I just want I just want the uh, you know. Uh, it's it's just tough, you know. You hear all this retrail shit, and you want it to be just done. I just want to know what's happening with Jai Arrow, what's happening with Latrell. Cody's re-signed. That's great news. Getting them all, um, bro. Look, I'm definitely having a dribble, and uh, it's the uh, last day of the of the uh, corporate year, so been out for a very, very, very long lunch. And uh, yeah, just keen to slug lunch. I uh, keen to hear the thoughts of the of the punter and <laughs> the dribbler on uh, why there's been a real lack of uh, why there's been a real lack of dribble. No, this guy's drunk as fuck. No, no. Well, it was covered. 
Yeah. It's been covered. covered it's covered at length. This guy, I'm hoping this is all the same day it is. So this guy's wasted at a, a post-corpy lunch and he sent us through a shitload of these. Let's just do him the service of embarrassing him. Uh, g'day, boys. I uh, just wanted to apologise for my earlier message. Uh, total drivel. Um, that obviously continues into this message. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to, to uh, humbly apologise for the lack of content on that. Listen. Is he called back? Yeah, he's got more. Oh, dude, that was fucking funny. That's hilarious. Respect to you. Yeah, just a short one, quick update here. Uh, all sorted. Um, preparing to completely bounce myself out. Um, all on, sorted. On the back of my other friend's uh, coin. So, fantastic news. Merry Christmas. And again, most importantly, I have a boxing day. This is. There you go. Redeem himself. He did redeem, redeem himself there. That was certainly some funny redeemed stuff. himself. Hilarious. Very funny. Um, that's it for dribble dribbles, and that's it for the podcast. Um, it. It's been a long one to get back into it. It's Eddie. hot in here, bro. I've lost weight it's on this so podcast. Hot in here, bro. Um, not that that uh, is a bad thing. Um, the hats coming very soon. Just finalising a couple of things before they are ready to go. Um, but the Hello Sport. Corduroy uh, caps en route. Um, looking forward to a big year, Eddie. Twenty twenty, huge year. Lots going Pumped on. Pumped up. Pumped up. Stiff, tired, wet, dripping, dripping. Uh, Can't wait to to just dribble, dribble, with you. and talk to Curly Bill soon. Curly Bill, reach out for God's sake. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Could you two just not talk anymore? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.